2: From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM, HD one Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app.
3: Well, he's been in different types of offenses. That's the thing. I feel better about it. No insult to Nick Cayley. I feel better about it than I would have if it was Nick Cayley. Um, Alex Van Pelt has been a coordinator, as you said, for Cleveland since two, 2020. He cycled through a number of different quarterbacks, including this year Joe Flacco, bringing him in off the street. And yes, he's a very experienced quarterback, but you still have to get him up to speed. They cycled through Deshaun Watson down to backup quarterbacks and got them ready to go. Final hour, Jones and Mega
4: with Arkan here on WEI. We'll get to planning coming up. 30 minutes from now at 530. We got Bet Roulette pits for picks, rather, for the weekend at 545. That was Tommy Curran on early edition last night, discussing the addition of Alex Van Pelt. Offensive coordinator, borderline first-time play caller for the Patriots. How do we feel about it? We can get into it. 617 779 7937 7 Real quick, I saw this in the Twitch chat earlier. I just mentioned this to you off the air, Mego. Uh and i i meant to fact check it i forgot i was scrolling through pro football talk and uh, it's true you know carl weathers who uh if you're just tuning in we discussed this briefly earlier but passed away at age 76 did you know he played in the nfl
5: i had no idea
4: me neither I what did, did know he play? play you did know yes
5: he's lying uh, what did he play
4: pro football talk says he was a linebacker for the raiders huh? which, uh, in which, I, 70s, I guess, which i which right? i did not yeah. know yes Undrafted in 1970, appeared in eight games for the Raiders in 70 and 71, played in the CFL for the BC Lions.
1: He's on those lists of, like, actors who played sports. So I Got it. Did, that's how I knew that. Who else Got is it. on that list? The Rock. Uh, yeah. uh, Mongo from Blazing Saddles, uh, whatever his name is. Karis. Terry Crews. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yep. You know?
4: Sure. Athletes. Did Terry Crews play? I think he, he was a Terry
1: Crews played in pro- college, maybe. Uh,
4: maybe not a professional athlete. Mongo only pawn in game of life. Very, very sad. Uh, no, but Carl is very unfortunate. Uh, if you're a fan of the Rocky franchise. No, Crews played in the NFL. Uh, oh, he did? Well, there yeah. you go. Fan of the Rocky franchise or uh, Happy Gilmore, of course, Arrested Development, uh, which we reference very much. Uh, sad day there. But I, I did not know he played in the NFL. Again, credit to the Twitch chat. I saw that in there. I didn't realize that. Uh, on Alex Van Pelt and the hire for the Patriots I like I agree with Curran on this. I like that he's not a Patriots guy. I like that they went outside of their building. I feel like people are trying to dress this up too much like oh well he's he's part of the Shanahan tree. Mm. He's part of like the Mike McCarthy Shanahan portion of the tree, not the like the Mike Shanahan portion of the tree, not the Kyle Shanahan. And so It feels like it's a bit antiquated, and if you watch the Browns, you know. That's not a cutting-edge, nouveau offense. That's two tight ends, sometimes three tight ends, and a power-running game. And I'm not saying those things can't work, but it doesn't look like Shanahan or McVeigh. It doesn't. And they won a lot of games on defense, and he wasn't even their play caller, which I didn't realize. Andy texted me that yesterday. He was going off on the Van Pelt hire last night with Keefe, which was great to listen to. If you missed any of that Odyssey app, check it out, and you can listen to Keefe tonight at 6 so he didn't call plays. The offense isn't cutting edge. He's been about 30 years in the NFL, and he's in his fifties. He's never really been a play caller. And I just what I really, really don't like about it is I feel like they've backed into him. And this goes along with the Steve Belichick news today. Steve Belichick is interviewing for a job in college because the NFL doesn't want him, just like they don't want his dad. He's interviewing for a job in college with Jed Fish, who used to be here, went to Arizona, is now the new head coach at the University of Washington. And so I thought I read earlier this offseason their plan, and I didn't love it, was Steve Belichick was going to stay in-house and be an advisor to Gerard Mayo, and Nick Kayley was going to come back as the offensive coordinator. That's kind of the breadcrumbs that I was led to believe. I think Covington was their plan, and they executed that. And I don't love Steve Belichick being an assistant to the head coach, and I don't love Nick Kayley as the offensive coordinator. But if that was their plan, and they can't even execute it, and you back into... Guys like Alex Van Pelt, I just, I don't, I like it even less, Mego.
5: I get what you're saying, but. First of all, let's establish this. You like this hire better than if they had hired Nick Kaylee. I
4: do, but if they like Nick Kaylee and Nick Kaylee left him at the altar okay. and they, and they well, pivoted to Alexander, but you Alex also Van seem
5: to think that they're making a lot of bad decisions yes. with the plans that they have. Yes. So I've look. We've all worked in businesses where you see some somebody not get hired or possibly passed over, and then you kind of fall into the right person. Oh, he. So might, it's possible he, that he they ended out. up with something better than what they had planned for and what they have here is somebody who is experienced with quarterbacks has a very deep experience as a quarterbacks coach worked with Aaron Rodgers during the best uh years of his career in Green Bay you can say well that's just Aaron Rodgers but they did happen to be his best seasons yeah, i know you're he, shrugging and he wasn't the head coach gonna...
4: or the play caller he was just the quarterbacks so coach
5: so i'm not going to i'm not going to say that it doesn't bother me that he hasn't been a play caller. I think that that's an important skill, and we made, I made such a big deal out of Matt Patricia not having that skill. There's a lot of other issues with him being offensive coordinator, but that's definitely an issue when you have a young quarterback. What this tells me, what I'm looking at, though, is that they are so focused on the quarterback's position. Nick Haley doesn't have experience with quarterbacks. He's a tight ends coach. This is a check maybe mark for he Van Pelt. Maybe he would be a good offensive coordinator in terms of that's a very that's a way that you see different positional groups together. And so it's a little bit closer to being an offensive coordinator. But this tells me that they're putting a lot of emphasis on the quarterback, developing him the right way. Now, if if I want to say Scott Van Pelt, God, if Alex Van Pelt is the right guy to do that, if you think he has the ability to develop the quarterback or not, you can we we will all see. Like, you can say that you don't have faith in that, but the only thing I can for sure take away is that they're focused on a quarterback, and I think Fine. very much so that they're going to be taking a quarterback in the first round.
4: Yeah, me too. And so, good, that's a check mark. Check for uh, Alex Van Pelt over, like, Nick Kayley But other guys work with quarterbacks, and they could have done better than a guy in his 50s who's never been a play caller. That, by the way, I don't think the league wants. But, Arkan, real quick before we play Breer, your thoughts on this.
1: My thought on this is just that if you had an offensive-minded coach like Stefanski, then this would probably be a good offensive coordinator for it. That's why it worked there. That's why they were able to, even though Nick Chubb got hurt and he had to go through five quarterbacks, they still ended up being a decent offense and a playoff team. When you have a defensive head coach and you're leaving the offense to a guy, a guy who's been in the league 30 years and this is his first time calling play, like I understand that when your head coach is the offense, when he's the guy who's sort of in charge of it all and you need someone to do other things like develop quarterbacks or whatever else it is that Van Pelt sort of excels at, which clearly isn't calling plays because he's never done it before. When you have a defensive-minded head coach, like I just think all these years with Belichick, he'd leave the offense to Josh or he'd leave it to Bill or he'd leave it to Charlie or whoever was there, and he'd do the defense and, you know, head coaching stuff, and that was that. I don't know that you can leave all that to Alex Van Pelt. I just don't know that he's equipped for it.
4: Yeah, so to me, I— I like it better than Nick Kaley or Josh McDaniels. And Josh McDaniels has a lot of history here and history with quarterbacks and calling plays. I didn't want him. I didn't want to do that again. So I like it better than those guys. But out of all the other names they talked to, I think I like it less than just about every other name on the list. Every other name. So I like it better than Kaylee or McDaniels. But I don't like it. Let me hear Burt This logic... This is Burt Beer last night on Early Edition on NBC Sports Boston. This logic I absolutely hate. About Alex Van Pelt.
3: Well, he's been in different types of offenses. That's the thing. You know, and if you want to go back, you look, of course, he was in Buffalo all those years ago um, as a younger coach. And then he was in Green Bay for a bunch of years under Mike McCarthy. And when he went to Cleveland, it was now you're going to be ingratiated into the Kubiak Shanahan style of offense. That's what Kevin Stefanski is running there. And so, like, he brings a blend of a lot of different things. And, look, I know a lot of people were looking looking at this and saying, get me Zach Robinson off of Sean McVay's staff. Get me Clint Kubiak off of Kyle Shanahan's staff. This guy brings the same offense with him. He has experience in the offense. He's been a coordinator in the offense, which neither Zach Robinson or... Um, or Clint Kubiak have been, and the other part of it, you're probably not going to lose him after a year or two. Like I, I don't think people are going to be knocking down Alex Van Pelt's door to become a head coach, so there's a better chance that this guy could be here for four, or five, six years than if you hired one of the younger guys.
4: Okay, so when I say I don't like the logic, it, it was that last part that I don't like. He's going to be here.
5: Wouldn't that be the same logic for hiring Josh McDaniels? Yeah, he can't get a job anywhere else. I so he's going to be here for a I while. I thought I
4: heard that was the logic in hiring Bill O'Brien last One man's year. trash is another man's treasure. But it's like, oh, good. So no one wants him. So that's why you want him, isn't that? That's horrible backwards logic. Well, I, w- I want a guy who will come in and be so good with this next quarterback that somebody else will want him. Right. I want the next Bobby Slowick. You yeah, know, Bobby Slowick's staying. I want the next Ben Johnson. No, but I know. But they were they were in the mix for other jobs. I want the next Ben Johnson or Bobby. Slo- I want a guy who works so well that the league goes I need to hire him. Not the whole rest of the league looks at him and goes that guy blows, I don't want him.
5: I agree, but there is don't something Don't have to worry about him leaving. Yeah, right. Something I don't to want be that. said for somebody who's going to stay there for 3 years with the quarterback early on. I don't want that. You don't want a you don't want a coach to stay through 3 years a I, coordinator? No,
4: I mean, not if the whole rest of the league looks at him and goes meh. No. I don't. I'd like that if he was good. Like yeah. ideally, you'd like your
1: offensive coordinator to be so good that he gets head coach offers, right? Like, because he performs so well yeah. and the offense was so good. If he's the coordinator for three years and isn't getting any offer, I don't know. You right. know what I mean? Like, he's not. It, that's not exceeding any expectations. And I know that's, like a dumb way to look at it because then you're going to lose everybody and you'll have three offensive coordinators in three just, years, like Mac Jones had. But if he's just around and no one wants him, then the what guy, good is that? the yeah. guy
4: hasn't called plays. He's in his fifties. So like again, if 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 it was one of these young assistance to McVay and they never called plays I don't care about that you didn't have an opportunity this guy's been a million places he's never called plays hardly he called it for two games in Cleveland he was there for four years a playoff game that they won and a regular season game where they scored 14 points they lit it up in the playoff game in their defense but in your 50s you've hardly called plays that is a red flag and the league doesn't want him like, oh, good, bring him in because no one's going to be beating down his door. He had
5: interviews with the Bucks and the Raiders.
4: I know, but Al- uh, Albert Breer is telling you that he's not going anywhere.
5: Well, That's- he's not going to go be a head coach somewhere.
4: Yeah, and also Tampa let him leave. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know that Tampa was going to hire him. I don't, I don't think Tampa was real hot on the trail. In fact, who did they just hire? Did they hire Liam Cohen? Yes. Okay. I don't, I don't know that they were real hot on his trail. They interviewed him. They talked to him. I don't know if they were going to hire him. They were going to hire him, they wouldn't let him leave. Like the Patriots didn't let him leave because the Patriots were on to plan Z, and there's no letter after that. And they said we better get this guy. 617-779-7937. What do you think of the Van Pelt hire? Let's get into Steve Belichick, too. That's some news today that Steve Belichick probably on the way out from the Patriots. Arcan with details here, and we're right back. Oh, plus we have Meg's planning coming up. What's the next? We a have a,
5: a, an extremely important Meg's planning. There is a Scottish term that is taking over our everyday lives we're going to talk about the herkel Durkle.
4: governor no. <laughs> herkel Durkle. do you know what that means arkin herkel Durkle? yeah no okay me neither i can can we say it we're not in the safe harbor can we even talk about this that's right after trending with arkin
0: t mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours
2: down the questions you need answers to. Why are
5: there so many Batman? Batman? Why is there so much incest?
2: You are listening to Jones and Mego on WEEI. One other thing I just would say about his
1: getting fired from Cleveland because I've already seen it now in my Twitter mentions a bunch. You know, well, why did the why the Browns fire him if he's if he's any good if he's you know worth his salt? What what's he doing not in Cleveland anymore? And again, I think it's a fair question. Um, but I heard Albert Breer talk about it tonight on Early Edition, and I've heard similar things, I don't believe this was a coaching staff decision. Mm-hmm. I think the coaching staff in Cleveland really liked Vampel. And I think this was a little bit higher up the chain in Cleveland. And the way one, per,
4: one person put it to me was, quote, Cleveland going to Cleveland. Close quote. <laughs> me... Cleveland going to Cleveland. He's not wrong. No, he's – I mean, he's not. I don't know – that the patriots are any better than cleveland without brady i don't know if they've ever proven that they're any different than some bumbling ass franchise like the browns without tom brady but i understand the point stavansky might have liked him my guess is at the end of the day the owner went to stavansky and said hey either we're firing your coordinators or we're firing you you pick and he said yeah you know what i really like alex van pelt but i like my job too so i'm staying and I don't blame Stefanski, but, Arkan, you were saying this before. Like, how much do you really think he stuck out his neck for the guy?
1: Yeah, I, do, I feel like he has good standing there. You know, they did make the playoffs. He was coach of the year a couple years ago, and I know that that can be sort of a fleeting thing. But, you know, I think Stefanski has good standing with the owners, and I think they like him. And I think that if he really said, hey, you know, I want to I want to keep this guy here, I want to keep some of my guys on the, on the staff, they would have. I think Stefanski probably said, you know, this isn't really working out with him and Watson. Like he's he's not really a good fit here. Let's go younger. Let's do something else. And that's what happened. I don't know that. I don't know if the Haslam's were telling him you got to change your whole offensive stat. I just I don't know. Maybe so I'm you wrong. think he but did it. I think
4: it was Stephanie. I mean I don't yeah. believe that. I think ownership said we're changing something.
5: He didn't do it.
4: He did not do it definitively.
5: No. no.
4: Your people in Cleveland are telling you that. Hmm. Okay. Boots on the ground in Cleveland.
5: Yeah, it
4: was okay. not his call. Okay. Look, I, I just, I believe Phil Perry. Burt said the same thing. I believe you, Mego. My guess is it's the same thing that went on in Philly. You know, Nick Sirianni probably likes his coordinators there too. But hey, it's you or them. I mean, they're going anyway. But do you, do you want to get fired too? Or do you want to keep your job? So my guess is that's what happened. And I, I hate the logic of, well, the league doesn't want Alex Van Pelt, so maybe he'll be here for two or three years. Well, then he sucks. If the league doesn't want him, then he sucks. So I don't want him. And so that's kind of how I feel about it. Uh, Jason is in Maine. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, you know,
1: I, uh, I think maybe I'm like a lot of longtime Patriots fans here. I, I'm on the fence about Van Pelt because, honestly, I've never heard his name in my whole damn life. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, what a, it, it's tough. What I, it, it's just a lot of back and forth. Like, I heard he did great things with Rodgers, and, and from what I've seen on the, the stat sheets and stuff, he did. He had great years with Rogers. Rogers did really well. Liked him a lot, but they let him go for some reason, and he didn't do so. I mean, Andy Dalton. I don't know. I guess if Mac Jones turned into Andy Dalton, that would have been okay. But he certainly isn't that. And Baker Mayfield. Like it wasn't like he was Baker Mayfield's rookie coach. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he I don't got him. He's been
4: anybody's rookie coach. He got him in 2020. I believe he was Josh Freeman's rookie coach way back when in Tampa. I thought he was going somewhere different with that Baker Mayfield call.
5: Mm, I know what you're thinking.
4: Is this a sign they might be in on Baker Mayfield? I don't think so. You think they're drafting a quarterback?
5: I think they're drafting a quarterback. As
4: do I. Can do they, we have the can Ian
5: Rappaport zone? Can,
4: can they do both?
5: Yeah, they could do both. They, they could, could bring in they could a bring a in. They could
4: bring in Baker on a short-ish deal. I don't know why Baker would do that but they could bring in Baker be more and still likely
5: to be a different quarterback,
4: still draft a quarterback. Here's uh Ian Rappaport, the audio you were calling
7: for. He's really the perfect Patriots type coach, former player. He loves football. Like this is a guy who absolutely loves football as a total football tape nerd, uh history football nerd. Like this is a nice. guy who lives and breathes it, which is literally perfect for the new England Patriots. And
5: you know, guys, I don't guys, know guys why it's out, like this. Time out, time out. Yeah. Time out. Nerd. I
4: would just, how does he know what's perfect? No one knows what's perfect for the Patriots. This isn't Bill Belichick anymore. Well, so, like, what, how, what does he know?
5: Reported on the team for a long time, so at least he has familiarity but like, with the organization. But like
4: the whole thing's changed. So, like, what, what do you mean it's a perfect fit? But keep going.
7: Lives and breathes it, which is literally perfect for the New England Patriots. And you know, I don't know why it's like this, but whenever there's a defensive coach hired, all anyone talks about is like, all right, well, who's their coordinator going to be? We don't do the opposite when an offensive coach is hired. We don't go, well, they got to get the defense right, but we do it in this case. So in this instance, it does seem like Gerard Mayo got it right. I mean, we focus a lot on like who's actually calling the plays. Alex Van Pelt was integrally involved in setting up, designing, and implementing this Browns offense. He is an excellent quarterback tutor, and the fact that he's going to have a heavy hand in the future franchise quarterback for the Patriots, very important in New England. He-
5: did he say heavy hand? The yeah, future, right at- future franchise quarterback right- of New England.
7: Right at the end. Yeah. Do you think that means
4: influence in Developing them or picking them? What do you think that means? I,
5: I heard that because I will say it was odd. There was a tweet put out there with that video clip that said, essentially, he's going to have a heavy hand in picking the next quarterback, which I thought was weird because when I listened to the clip, I totally saw that as, well, they're going to take an early court or heard it as uh, they're going to take an, a quarterback early in the first round with a number three pick, and he's going to be tasked with developing him and bringing him along at the pro level.
4: I mean that's what I I don't think. I don't think this guy's going to pick the quarterback. Me neither. Me neither. I mean maybe they go, hey, what do you think of this kid? And you know I read you the Phil Perry thing earlier. Phil Perry uh, had a bunch of interesting items uh, that he's heard already about Alex Van Pelt, including like the weird left foot forward thing that some scout said isn't a big deal, but he's going to make whoever the quarterback is who's coming in just get ready. They're going to have their left foot forward, and he's going to try to rework it because why? I have no idea. Oh, but when a source close to Van Pelt was asked whether or not he would prefer one quarterback over another at the top of this year's draft for scheme based reasons, the source said, No preference. We all want someone who can throw from the pocket. Hmm. Anything a guy does outside of that athletically is a bonus. That, I mean, so I guess my answer would be I hope he doesn't have a big say in who they're bringing in because that does not sound like the style. It sounds
5: of, like a pocket passer? Yeah,
4: that sounds like the yeah. kind of quarterback I don't want.
5: I agree. I, th- I don't want a pure pocket passer. Athleticism
4: but- should not be a bonus. It should be the number one trait. But you're none looking of these for. top
5: three guys would be that.
4: Well, right. I agree with that. But I, if that's his vision at quarterback, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe they're not taking. Maybe they're taking Marvin Harrison at one, and they're drafting a quarterback in the second round. And Daniels
1: would be that, wouldn't
4: he? What athletic first? No, 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 no. I no. She's saying his, none of them are pure his, pocket passers.
5: passers oh, pure athletic, pocket passer without
4: athleticism sorry, as a okay. bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But like, Penix is pretty much a pocket guy. And, you know, J.J. McCarthy has a little bit. I, I mean, most of these guys are pretty mobile outside of Pennix at the top of the draft. But I don't I don't love that vision at quarterback. But I guess you're right. Among the players they're choosing from, there aren't a lot of quarterbacks that fit pocket passer with athleticism as a bonus.
5: This is, I, I thought I saw this, but I don't know if it's right. So tell me if you saw this. Is he, he has a relationship with Elliott W.?
4: Yep. Yeah, they were in- <laughs> last
5: name shall not be said on radio. Yes, they, were,
4: they were with the Packers together from <laughs> t- 2012 what? to 2017 before he got fired in Green Bay. OK, uh, because he seems to get fired. But he seems to get fired everywhere he goes, by the way. But yeah.
5: So, I-, I mean, I would think I would wonder if there's any connection between those two. If Elliot W. If Edub is the one who's like tasked very heavily with picking in the draft.
4: Oh, so this reminds me of something I haven't read yet. Actually. I think he's going to have a much bigger influence
1: on this quarterback than you guys do. You mean okay. picking him? Picking him. Yeah. Picking him? Yes. Why I think that that's going makes to make you a think big that? difference because Gerard Mayo, what does Gerard Mayo know about the quarterbacks? I don't know. You know, I just sort of feel like what is going to be. That's what I'm saying, like because it, he's, it, a guy, pick, yeah. I mean, he's a quarterback guy, Jones. I mean, that's his that's his specialty. Know, that's know, what he's about. I understand, but he's what is a quarterback's
4: he, coach. But what does he know about picking
1: quarterbacks? I don't know, but I think that that's why he's here. I think that that's a big to part pick the of the quarterback. In a, not
4: pick him, pick him, but like to have a
1: big influence in who gets picked. Yes, absolutely. I think
4: here's a prediction: Robin Glazer is going to have a much bigger hand in picking the quarterback than Alex Van Pelt. I think that she'll be asking him what he thinks. Yeah. And then, not the other way and around. And then telling him who to take.
5: Robin Glazer is not going to have a bigger impact on picking the quarterback than, than Alex Van Pelt, who I want to call Scott Van Pelt she every will. time I say his name out loud. Uh, I'll take it, up with no. w-
4: take it up with Seth Wickersham. She's running football ops with Jonathan Kraft.
5: No, 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 no.
4: Take it up with Wickersham. By the way, just real quick, I want to read this. This was at Patriots.com. Uh, I think it was Evan Lazar uh, got Matt Groh at the uh, Senior Bowl, asked about how the scouting operation is going, Uh, Lazar writes that it hasn't changed much despite changes to the coaching staff. Quote from Matt Groh. Yeah, it's been great. This is what we always see done here is get together as a group and talk things out. So not a whole lot has changed on our end.
5: Okay, that doesn't sound good.
4: I'm lo- No, this is what I'm saying. I'm looking forward to having the staff be a part of the evaluation process as we go through free agency and the draft. So, right, it sounds like Groh and Wolf are just doing their thing and... If you have designs of an outside hire, it's not happening. Because, again, guess who's running football ops? Jonathan Kraft and Robin Glazer.
5: Well, it's not even thinking that there's an outside hire. That ship is sailed, in my mind. No, no, I but mean,
4: I mean if, eventually hiring if
5: there, one. Well, I, I have already, again, I've already moved on from that, thinking that it's probably this duo who's heading, heading everything up. But that maybe they would say, like, oh, it's such a different operation here because there's a clear change. And so what they're doing now is very different than the miserable drafts that they've put together recently for the most
4: part. Okay. Uh six one seven 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 nine seven ninety-three seven. Sounds like Matt Groh and the Wolfman are in charge there. Which if you I
1: love football, this is the place to be.
4: It does not inspire confidence. Uh anyway, we have Bet Roulette, some picks for tonight on the way at five forty five. Uh Rich Keefe takes over at six o'clock, so stay tuned for that. Meantime, it is time for Meg's Planning.
3: Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old?
2: Do you need it broken down? It's so dumb. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? Well, lucky for you. I
5: don't know how else to talk about it. Shut
2: up, Meg. It's time for now. I let you know. Meg explaining. Meg.
5: Have you ever heard the old Scottish phrase "To herkle dirkle"?
4: Not. Until, this is real.
5: I'm not making this up.
4: Not until like. Do we need to dump this? Not until like 15 minutes ago. No.
5: Anybody, Ryan? Ha- Ryan, you seem like a Hercule Dirkler.
4: Based on what exactly? You just do. Okay, thanks. Have you heard of it? No, I have not.
1: Sounds like something you try once in college. Yeah. Seriously, gave her the old
4: Hercule Durdle. Uh, uh, sounds <laughs> like what happens when uh, you know, when cat runs. Sounds, to sounds the- like purple Nurple. When cat runs to the grocery store, I'm gonna go Hercule and Durdle real quick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <now> one- <laughs> what now is that? Swedish Chef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a guy who knows yeah. that a it's not derkle.
5: swedish it's scottish no i know
4: no one's in the house time for a little Herkel dirkle. <laughs> <laughs> hey cat it's friday night you ready for a little Herkel dirkle?
5: <laughs> okay so scottish it's scottish slang that goes back to the 1800s, actually to 1808 is the uh-huh. first time that it was recorded first in print. First
4: time someone got herkle <laughs> Yeah, well, no. On record. You don't herkle
5: someone, you, you herkle yourself.
4: Yeah, my wow. great-grandfather was a herkler <laughs> and a Dirkler.
5: So, do you want to know what it means?
4: <laughs> yeah, well, yes. yes, I okay, do, Okay, so
5: it's a turn You know now. what?
4: No, I like our version better.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was better than this. I don't yeah,
4: know. I, could, I really could do this for the next 10 minutes. So yeah.
5: Herkel darkle. it's going around social media right now, and it just means... The time in bed, the way you're thinking, Mm -hmm. after you Mm -hmm. wake up when you spend like an hour or two in bed just hanging out. Like you're being a Just lazy bones.
4: Just hanging out. Yep. You're being I a gotcha. lazy bones in yeah, I bed. I know that game. And
5: it particularly goes with the winter months. You are more likely on a Sunday morning to herkle durkle and you're not supposed to feel bad about it. You're supposed to embrace the herkle durkle So this is what people say, are doing? Yes, I'm herkle Durkling because it's what I deserve.
4: This is what people are doing?
5: Yeah. On social people media? kids. Yeah, Well, people are Can now. Spe- how do you spell are- it?
4: Like if I even wanted okay. to write that on social media, how do, do I even you spell it? it?
5: Yeah. H-U-R-K-L-E. D-U-R-K-L-E. Purple,
4: purple, I mean... <laughs> I guess in retrospect, I don't know why I asked. That's that's probably how I would have spelled yeah. it. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why I asked. Anyway. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> Yeah. Country of origin, yeah. Scotland. Oh, well, Scotland.
5: Tomorrow right. morning, yeah. after I take my dog out, I will herkle durkle for probably <laughs> Your <an> dog? Hour. <laughs> no. I'm just going to herkle durkle by myself. I'm reading this great book right now. It's Wait about a minute. You can't get out of bed
4: and then Herkel Durkel. Herkle durkle is staying in bed, isn't it? Yes, you can. You literally can. Did you just say it's staying after? in bed? This, is, this, is actually, this was actually my question.
5: Okay. So, I'm pretty sure it means, like, as long as it's in the morning hours, like, and you're in your jammies or whatever. Let me give you You a can herkle Durkel.
4: Let me give you a scenario. <laughs> When I wake up in the morning, I take Lucas to school. I'm in my sweatpants. I'm never. I'm never really getting that any of my. Durkle, yeah, you're... I'm not really getting that mm. of any of my any of my uh, you know uh, uh, around the house attire. So I walk him over to school. I get back home. I grab a cup of coffee. I jump back in bed. I get my laptop. I start like looking at stuff and reading stuff. And is that Herkel and dirkling or have, yes. I've, but I've already been up for like, but I've been up for two hours and out of the house. That's still hercule and dirkling.
5: But you're back in bed, yes. right? Have you made the bed yet? No, I'll
4: tuck myself back in there. I think that's key. Like half the time, t- half the time I'm back in bed. The other half I'm like on the so couch. So the
5: the exact uh, the exact definition that I found is when you're when you should be more productive elsewhere. I think if you're working, like if you're putting together our show sheet, yeah, that's not Hercule Durkling
4: because I'm because I'm not just laying there because
5: you're actually technically working. I'm doing something. A Hercule Durkle yeah, is I'm like gr- I'm grinding. You know, like it's basically phone in bed. So when you lay in bed and you're just doom scrolling on your phone, which yep. I feel like Arcan does a lot, that's a Herkel Dirkle. If you lay in bed and you're
2: you reading that? You're and I, you're like I mean. reading
5: your tablet or whatever, that's a Herkel Dirkle. Got it. You I lay used you in
1: to bed a lot more often before the baby, but yeah. Maybe you're
5: like snuggling your significant other, talking crap about people, that's Herkeling Dirkle. That's Herkel and Dirk. That's a couple Herkel Dirkle. Okay. Maybe it turns into something else
4: a reverse Herkel durkle. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky on your birthday. Uh,
5: but I wanted to ask you this because another thing that that was brought up as adjacent to Herkel durkle and I actually got a message about this uh-huh. on Instagram can, the other day. Guys
4: tell you what the what the Twitch chat is saying. It's not called Herkeling and durkling. It's called lazy. Being lazy is what this
5: oh, is called. Oh, well, yes. I guess and I see this also. Yeah. It's not the same thing as bed rotting. That's another thing that bed like rotting. Yeah, Gen Z calls it bed rotting. Is when you just don't get out of your bed because you're not supposed to feel bad about it. You're like embrace the Hercule Durkle. Maybe you're doing a crossword puzzle in bed. That's like it, it's just so for like an hour. The same or two. thing to me.
4: I, it's, it's okay to feel a little bad about yourself. Like that's a, that's okay. Like I don't get why everybody's so. Okay, oh, it's, it's also a,
5: okay to oh, sit in your bed for it's, it's a little okay
4: bit. It's okay to. It, don't worry, it's okay. Everybody. Oh, I need somebody to tell me it's okay to be a waste of space and piece of crap well, laying in my bed all you, day. Let I, let I, I, you, I got it. I got
5: it. Is it okay to eat in bed?
4: Not because that's no. where I draw
5: the line. With no, I don't
4: know. So this is a this is a Kathleen thing. But I don't eat in bed. She
5: eats in bed. Yes. Like messy food.
4: But depends. I mean, like she's going out with the girls tonight. If she comes Ooh. home at whatever time she comes home, it, it might be, yeah, it might be like some, you know, potato chips or something Arcan,
5: like that. are you a bed eater? And I'll eat wake it. up. Potato, potato chips everywhere. is bad.
4: I'll wake up and freak out, yeah.
5: Potato chips is bad because there's no way that a little crunchy piece doesn't end up in the
4: sheets. Yeah, the dog will probably ultimately get it someday, but yeah, it'll be in there for sure. You I'm, eat- a, I'm a bed eater, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, was, I eat I at that. it
5: then he, <laughs> he eats his food
4: I'm it ravished it does not after surprise after a day it does not surprise me at all that Arkan eats in bed for some reason that's very it's just so, I, I should have known that about him <laughs> I have a little tray sometimes
5: <sighs> like a breakfast tray yeah yeah like it sits up and you have a little orange juice um yeah
1: sometimes yeah
5: that sounds delightful it is
1: it is delightful that's actually it's like, like a, a TV tray for bed basically that's
5: yeah. an elevated herkel Durkle yeah. with food <laughs> You that think it's is what classy? that's like. It's very classy. I'm surprised. Anybody Did ever Cindy get that for you?
1: Uh, it's Cindy's. I, I, I use it. That you, is, you guys know is. who Lorena Bobbitt? is? <laughs> um, <laughs> I used to just raw dog so the food in the bed I- <laughs> for years. Yeah.
5: Tex, I wants to know this. What's the equivalent of a Hercule Durkle before you go to bed? <laughs>
4: Yeah, so I was going to ask that, too, because that I would say that's when I tend to do my doom scrolling on the phone I is, is before I fall asleep. Yeah. I
5: like to say I need to go to bed early because then I like to go lay in bed and read my phone by myself it's ba- and not it's talk bad to for anyone.
4: You. It's bad for you.
5: Or just read my book.
4: Your screen uh, screen time before bed is not good this for is you. It's a
5: blue light. It really hurts your sleep quality. Yeah. So you said, I know how you feel about this. What? Dog in bed because you, th- you said... Charleston oh. will climb into bed yeah. and eat the food that Kathleen has left over from eating in bed. Correct. Arcan, do you let pets in bed?
1: Oh, yeah. The cat's in the bed every night. Every night? Every night. It's part of the Hercule.
5: Where day. does she sleep?
1: Uh, either on my or my wife's crotch.
4: <laughs> <laughs> don't ask questions are you don't he, want answers to.
5: Are you serious? I'm
4: dead serious. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I very much wanted that I had no idea that I was not expecting that. Is that
5: because it's like the warmest spot yeah, in the bed?
4: Correct. That is why. Yes. Cat on the crotch. Yep. Do
5: you sleep on your back?
4: Um, yeah,
1: sometimes she'll get on the, you know, get on the backside.
5: Wait, she sleeps on your butt?
1: Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> on the, right on the dumper. Usually I'm on my side. Cat on the dumper. And, uh, I'll have, like, if I feel her coming, I'll have to, you know, adjust. <laughs> oh come Not on. god. Ca- Not you know what I meant. Come on, Arkad. <laughs> grow up. I feel her walking across the bed. <laughs> Just grow That's... up. Grow up for me I'm coming heavy.
5: <laughs> That's disgusting.
4: <laughs> Maybe to you. Part oh of my, my god! Uh, herkling, Ay-yi.
5: Dirkling just went NC seventeen.
4: Iya No, the dog. But That's the,
1: where cats the go. They go to the crotch. I can't. It's, it's, I'd never had a cat before. I didn't know these things.
5: Uh, it's the phrasing. I, I'm not going to recover from that. That's the end of me explaining. I can't I'm do almost, anything more with Herkling, Dirkling. Almost, after we got with all that.
4: these cat comments, I've almost made about ten jokes about my wife that I've refrained <laughs> from doing. Uh, but when it when it comes to the when, the dog, the reason the dog is, is so bossy. I work for 10 years at night. And so he's not used to me being home at like a normal time.
5: Well, and he also hates you.
4: He, well, this is part of why he hates me. Because for like 10 years, half the bed was his until I got home. And I like had to shove him out of the way when I would get home at midnight or whatever, 1230. And yeah, he he like despises that I go to bed at a normal time. now. Despises it about me. He's like, no, no, no. This is my pillow. This is my half of the bed. Why are you here? And so, yeah, the dog doesn't like me very much. Apparently, Arkan's cat likes him too much is what I would say.
1: Only when I'm unconscious. Oh,
4: my God. I'm just a warm crotch.
5: <laughs> Please, stop. That's all I am. You herkle darkle your uh, cat. That
4: is, yeah. <laughs> that is Meg's playing today. <laughs> Here on Jones and Mega with Arcan. Uh, it is Bet Roulette. Some picks for the weekend. That's next.
2: From <laughs> the Rubenstein Law Studios. 1-800-POS-LEGAL. This is WEEI. You can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker.
7: Just say, play 93.7 WEEI.
2: Now, more of Jones and Meko on WEEI.
4: There, there's some concerns here that uh, dad's a little too involved. Now, dads are very, very involved in high school and college quarterbacking. So that's just part of the new world we live in. But I, I still contend, you're going to think I'm nuts here. I do think it's possible That Washington trades up and Chicago allows Washington to trade up because Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. He's from the D.C. area. I think Dan Quinn is considered. The big concern for Caleb Williams, and you have to admit this, where you land matters. Chicago has never developed a star quarterback. Colin Cowherd, Caleb Williams, Doesn't want to be drafted by the Chicago Bears. He walked it back today. That was from yesterday. Uh, Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, Caleb Williams, actually, they want to make it clear. They don't have a problem with Chicago and the Bears. They just don't want to go somewhere that doesn't matter. So I imagine Caleb Williams' father got involved and tried to walk this one back. If he doesn't want to go to the Bears, if he is Eli Manning, he's John Elway, he's something like that, should the Patriots pounce? and say, well, we'll trade up to number one and we'll take him. You don't want to go to the Bears? We'll take you. Should they do that if they if they believe Caleb Williams is a quote unquote camp miss prospect or a cut above Drake May and Jaden Daniels?
5: I mean this the nicest way possible. How are the Patriots different? They're probably in a worse position than the Bears are in terms of how their roster is, having to the overturn the, the coaches... Like, it's just, say, a, it's just as big a risk of you so, having a poopy career the okay, first but, couple years. But
4: you say that here in Boston, and we follow this very close. And I, maybe they follow it close, too. I have no idea. But how is it different? I don't know. I look at the Bears, and they haven't won squat in 40 years. And I look at the Patriots, and they have won six times in the last 20 years. And that just but feels like a But none of that is here. No, I understand. But I just I don't know that. Other
5: than ownership.
4: I just don't know if they think it through that far. Maybe they do. Maybe Caleb Williams and his father think it through that far. We look at it very, very closely because we're here. Some 20-year-old in L.A.? I, I, I don't know that they're looking I at it that they closely. I look
5: at it like Bryce Young going to the Panthers and think of it as you're the first overall pick. If you're going to go to a team like that, a setup like that, you're going to be screwed well, so because you're not going to have enough infrastructure around the U.S. or talent. Where
4: is he steering himself to? Not Washington, then, by your logic. I don't know. Like, well,
5: Washington it, at least has better weapons on their roster than Chicago and uh, and you guys. I mean, look,
4: if we're being consistent, Chicago— Washington, like good. New Other England, than that. all those places stink. Those all stink if you're talking about like what they had. None of those places are, are great landing spots. So if he's trying to steer himself somewhere else, um, maybe none of those are the place. This
5: has also been the smoke for a while, right? And every time it comes out, it gets walked back.
4: Yeah, well, I think he wants to go number one. I, I don't know if he wants to go to Chicago or not. But I think he's going to be the first pick. I would not personally take him at number one, but if the Patriots believe in him and this is an opportunity to go get him and he's your Eli or he's your John Elway, you, you should do that. That's what you should do. And I don't think you can overpay for a franchise quarterback. Define a franchise quarterback however you will. I don't think you can overpay. Future first and a second and a third or whatever the Bill Barnwell proposed trade was that we talked about yesterday, I don't think you can overpay. But there are some red flags with this kid. There's no doubt about it. And it's why I personally wouldn't take him number one. I wouldn't either because he's too short.
5: Yeah, he is a little.
4: Six one, too short. You know uh, how I
5: feel about that. All all that, tall size queen.
4: that out of all the gripes I have about him, that is not one of them. What were you just gonna say?
5: Um, Acorn in the chat, in the Twitch chat, who is upset that you still don't know how to pronounce their name. Acorn. Acorn says, "Why aren't you guys paying attention H-horn. to him being from the D.C. area?" And he is. I think he's either Gonzaga or DeMatha High School kid. If okay. anything, that's more of a reason that he wouldn't go to the Commanders, yeah, because he's well aware his entire lifetime they've been complete crap. He's from, Gonzaga
4: high school. He's yep. from DC. Where'd he go to college? To USC and Oklahoma in the middle. So like, it doesn't yep. sound like location's super important to him. But if it were, then maybe he's trying to steer himself to Washington. I don't know. I didn't know he's from DC until you just brought that up about Gonzaga high school. I didn't even know that. Uh, 617-779-7937. Uh, we'll continue with your feedback, or actually check that. Uh, you can jump in line for Rich Keith at 6 o'clock. He's got you covered there. Meanwhile, it's time for some uh, weekend predictions in Bet Roulette.
3: All right, I'm going to give you a choice. You can either have the money and the hammer, or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. You don't f*** around in this place. You
4: got it? Woo! Who? That's it! Gambling! Bet Roulette brought to you by Cars for Kids. Easy way to donate your car. You can donate today. Your car will be picked up tomorrow. cars one eight seven seven cars for kids, cars with the K and the number four. Mego, you missed last night.
5: I know. I'm cold now.
4: I missed last night. Uh, Arcan, did you hit? Yes, I did. Arcan's New York Knicks. Jalen Brunson. And that, I mean, it's a. And good, they were trailing the whole game, and they uh, came back in the fourth quarter. It's so. a good way to bet. I had uh, over twenty point or over 19-and-a-half so for Porzingis right, and you had you had Wisconsin <laughs> stupid. I gotta be honest, I like that Wisconsin bet. I thought that was kind of a no brainer. and Nebraska won an overtime. Uh, so there you go. Uh, let's make some picks here for tonight, Mega. Why don't you get us started with okay. a roll? Well, back, well, You see, you see, she thought about rolling saw by that, that. can. That's you saw a that five. a five. <laughs> she, she thought about rolling by that can. All right, we got not.
1: almost all NBA games here. So number five is the Warriors on the road taking on the Grizzlies, who are the Celtics' next opponents. The Warriors are eight and a half point road favorites. Mega, really?
5: really? They are. Okay, sorry. What what day is this? This is Friday. This is tonight. It's tonight. Okay, you said weekend picks. I didn't know if it was going to be. It's tonight. Um, yeah, I'll take the dubs. That's fine. Marcus Smart's out, so I don't have anything riding on the Grizzlies. They, they, everybody's out
4: for them. That's it's been out all year. That's the line for you? Marcus yeah. Smart is out? I all have right. no
5: belief in that team otherwise.
4: All right, Warriors by eight at Memphis. Eight and a half. Biggest prediction uh, of the weekend? That's sorry. a one. Lots of purple
5: Uh
4: That's a one,
1: and the one is the Kings, who are four-point road. A lot of road favorites tonight. Uh, four-point road favorites
4: at the Pacers. Kings minus four in Indy Jones. Yeah, I want the Pacers at home. Plus four. Is Halliburton still on a minutes restriction? Probably. Uh, but give me the Pacers. I like how they looked the other day. Mine just moved to three and a half. Three and a half? Mm-hmm. Do I have to move it to that? I'll still take it. Let's move it to three and a half. Plus three and a half. Four. You're saying it moved. For Indiana. No, uh, they just took it off the board. Oh, is
5: there a gap oh. there?
4: Uh-oh. Oh, was right. Well, whatever. I'm locked in at plus three and a half uh, against Sacramento. I don't know if I feel good about it or worse about it. Uh, But that's my pick. Why don't you uh, launch your three here? Arcane Ooh. Ooh. Back rib.
1: Uh, That is a four. And the four is another road favorite, the L.A. Clippers in Detroit. The Clippers are 12-point favorites on the road against the lowly Pistons. Clippers red hot. It's a juicy number, but I think I'm gonna go ahead and take it here. I think LA rolls over the Pistons. Um, they're not gonna take them lightly like the Celtics did to the Lakers last night. I think the Clippers take care of business and win by a comfortable margin. I'll
4: go ahead and take the twelve. I was gonna say twelve isn't enough. Like at like only twelve? I know I know it's on the road, but the Pistons blow. Double digit road favorites, but the Pistons are awful. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. So Mego has Golden State, eight and a half point road favorite in Memphis. I have Indiana as a home dog. I'm the only one going with a home dog, although the game's been taken off the board, so Lord knows what that <laughs> means. Uh, at home against the Kings, Arkan has the Clippers uh, winning and covering the 12 at Detroit. Uh, you can follow along with that this weekend. Skills competition tonight. NHL, right? David Posternock's in, like, every event. So. I believe the mm-hmm. is the Pro Bowl games this weekend as well. Yeah. It is. Yes. And then the Super Bowl is the following weekend. I've been saying Definitely. that wrong all week. Maybe the worst sports Your game weekend came off
3: the board because Tyrese Alberton is a game time decision. Oh,
4: that's too late now. I'm stuck uh, with a
3: bonus revenge. Dude. Oh,
4: what am I gonna do? Got a bet roulette pick wrong. Oh no! Uh, I'll stick with that. Uh, Your poor reputation, <laughs> <Seriously>, you ruined. <laughs> if you miss this,
5: respect my, on my segment,
4: my brilliant reputation as a capper <laughs> is going down the toilet. Uh, So there you go. You can follow along with that. Yeah, I think we got some Pro Bowl games this weekend as well. Uh, Rich Keefe has you covered on a Friday night. You can dial him up, 617-779-7937. Everyone have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you Monday at 2 o'clock. Arkan, you're on on Sunday? 11 o'clock, 11 to 2, late service. All right, don't miss Arkan on Sunday, and we'll talk to you Monday at 2 on WEI. That's the
5: pumpkin market. Greatest gift woman. I don't know me. this song,
4: and the card inside would say, Thank you for being, being a, a friend. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Excuse
0: me. Eric,
4: Eric, Eric, ice cream with